This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. My name is Logan, and that, of course, means that you are listening to another episode of The Crowncast. And uh, this is a post-react, and it's a post-day post-react, because I had some interesting, uh, interesting joy coming out of the last couple minutes of this game. Uh, long story short, I had a, a dental emergency. Uh, not the best way to end a very good game, but now I do have the best way to talk about it, and that's because I am here with Jerson. Hello, Jerson. Hello, hello. It's your boy. We're back. <laughs> we are. We are back, and uh, unfortunately, we if we sound a little bit less excited about that intro, it's because we did it once. We got <laughs> all the way through it. It was funny. It was comical. I promise you would have laughed, and then we had a problem with the recording. So this is what you get. I, I hope I hope you still get a little bit of laughter and joy out of it. We're always here to make you smile, just like Charlotte FC, who reliably always every single time goes out and wins football matches in order to make us smile. Jerson, would you say that's correct? Totally. Yep. Hey, oh my goodness, you're so right. Wow. Yep. From the from this point forward, it's all wins, baby. Uh, we beat <laughs> we beat LAFC. And if you're listening to the post-react for LAFC and you didn't know that, I'm sorry to, to be the spoiler, but uh, yeah, we beat LAFC, which I would have lost money on <laughs> if I was a betting man. We, we talked about in the Wednesday podcast where we went in to like, you know, discuss how LA sets up and where we could pen- potentially uh, do damage to LA. We were talking about how this is a team that is usually good enough and solid enough defensively that they can adjust their offense to sort of hurt you. And whether they over-adjusted or whether they just couldn't handle the overwhelming power of Charlotte FC is something that I think we're going to be talking about a lot on Wednesday. That might be a good one on Wednesday. But there are some players who stood out, and as a result, I think... How do you feel, Jerson, two crowns, one card apiece? It's a lot of players. It, yeah, I think it's only fair. Um, yeah. I mean, we're, 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 we beat the champions of last year, so that's something to celebrate. Yes, it absolutely is. And in the bank, which I feel like a lot of people needed on Brant Bronico's bobblehead day, I feel like that this really buoyed the support, really, really brought people up, and we're glad for it. I think we're going to go ahead and make a caveat. Uh, cards today are going to be kind of soft they're going to be more for moments than for whole performances i think the team had a pretty good pretty complete performance <laughs> uh would you like to start with crowns or cards today you can start with cards that way we can get like the the soft cards out of the way and then we can just praise yep. the amazing efforts uh so i'm probably gonna end up using my guard to still praise someone but why don't you go ahead and take the first one okay um, well, as you know, Logan, I have had a little bit of love-hate relationship with this one player, and I've had various, various conversations with you about him. Um, but today, it is a pretty soft card, um, just because I feel like this player played a great game, um, but there's just like a couple, two, two to three instances where it, you know, it went downhill for me, um, and that is Jalen Lindsay. Um... Like I said, it's a soft card because I, I he did play a good game, but ultimately the goal that they did score uh, was his fault. He didn't mark his man and then got caught off guard whenever the pass did go through. Um, he tried to race him back, 
Um, I'm not saying that that goal was just his fault. Of course, we have um, both uh, Malanda and uh, Carol. No, no, I'm sorry, not Carol. Kalina uh, right there. Um, that Those are two other men that could have been part of that to stop that goal from coming in. But um, ultimately, the main person that I viewed was um, part of that goal was Jalen Lindsay. And the other one is, is strictly... Um, kind of it's kind of funny but the other reason why i would put him in the car is because he had a wide open header and he hit the post and i think that that really ticked me off but i mean i digress maybe i couldn't have scored that if i was put in that situation so he had a good game very soft card um i see that he's improving uh especially from a lot of um, things that I have called him out before um, that you have been part of this conversation. <laughs> uh, so I I tried to politely warn you off this one. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to shut down your opinions here. I, I will never shut down anyone's opinions as long as they have a reason for it. Mm-hmm. But I will say, I think Jalen had one of his best games in a Charlotte FC shirt ever. <laughs> he is he is responsible for uh, the offside trap that goes wrong that leads to their goal. I do think that it is definitely fair to call him out for that. And the header that he, he has probably should be scored. But I know that, you know, when we look at XG, we see these players have these chances and we say, oh, that's a massive, you can't miss that chance. And actually it's like a 50-50 coin flip, right? So considering the fact that he's a defender, not an attacker, <laughs> the fact that he missed the header for the goal uh i i'm not especially since we won maybe if we hadn't won this if if they'd come back and drawn or lost i'd be or we lost i'd be a bit more upset but uh i I think he had a pretty good game with a couple of standout moments the offsides trap one he had done the exact same thing like 20 minutes before he had uh had seen that ball over the top and he'd stepped up really effectively and he had timed it perfectly previously and I wonder if in the same sort of game mentality, he was like, ooh, I've already done this. I know exactly how to do it. And and this time got a bit overconfident and stepped up too early. Didn't actually wait to see where that, that ball was definitely going to be going. Um, it was a, a, a showing from Jalen Lindsay that was a lot of good with just a little bit of trouble. Uh, I'm going to go into my card and it's also going to be very soft and I'm also probably going to use it to to make someone sound good. Uh, my card is going to go to Andrew Privet. And I realize in a game where we held LAFC to one goal and realistically our defense operated pretty well, it's tough to give a card to one of the two central defenders who had a lot of that weight. He and Adilson Milanda did a really good job rotating uh, through the both the back and into the midfield. They almost switched positions five or six times. And I enjoyed watching it. And I like some of the things that Andrew brings to the game. I like his passing. Uh, he had one ball that, remember, this is my card, people. This is my saying this guy was bad. Um, he had one ball that, that just laser split. Uh, two of the LAFC uh, people and went up, I believe it was to uh, Diagra on the left side. He has some very good passing. He does seem to have some technical ball skill. I I want to see him feel like he's a part of this team in a more complete way. Um, the big moments that came down to it, I felt like it was Adil Simolanda who handled them, and maybe we'll talk about them later. 
we'll talk about him later. But uh, Andrew still felt invisible man to me in this one. He had one or two moments in the whole game where I went, oh, yeah, Andrew Privet's there, right? Considering the technique that this guy has, and I realize he's got time to develop into that, considering his ability and what I think he can do, this is a player who I think can put real personality on the field. Not just like, not just be there and do a decent job. He can be a, a, a personality for Charlotte FC. <clears throat> and when you have that talent, when you have that ability, I want to see the personality. When you have those invisible games and you have, and I know that you have that in your boots, that for me is, is a place where maybe just today, I feel like you can bring it up another level and therefore the softest of cards because because you had a good game, not a great game. Does that how unfair does that feel? <laughs> I mean, I think you did a good point. He did have a good game, but it's it in a in a game that we played today where we had a lot of standout performances, um him not being one of them makes sense. Cause yeah. we're looking at that back line. Obviously you have key moments from Lindsay, um I would say Byrne had some really good moments, and Milanda had some really good moments, but there's always that one that just kind of gets lost in memory, regardless of the solid game that he played. So I think that that's mm -hmm. a good, good card to give. All right, I am going to go first in the crowns, because if we're talking that, you know, if we're really just digging into the cards that way, we probably don't have anything good to say about the crowns. Well, don't um, lose it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start with Brett Diagara. Um, and Wow. Wow, he is transformative. He's a different class of beast. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of times in that game where LAFC had two people on him. And he just said, okay, and, and walked by them. I mean, like, just, just walked by people. The number of times I saw him being covered in two ways. They had a man covered often. And they often had lanes that he would be running into covered so people couldn't split passes ahead of him. And somehow he still always ended up with the ball. Think about the number of players in Charlotte FC who you can say this person is regularly covered. Both their passing options are covered and their you know, man as a, a person is covered. And they still make positive, successful influence in the game. He wasn't just getting the ball and making sure that he held the width. He was doing things with it. He was dribbling players. He was dropping back. And whether there's a little bit of that spark of like, I'm at a new team and I need to, to show my stuff now. He brought his game at, at a time when LAFC, I'm not going to say they set out to shut down his game. We'll talk about that maybe on Wednesday when I get a little bit more time to look at it. But they certainly weren't just going to let him run wild. Right. So one of the moments that I went, wow, this guy is special is he dropped all the way back to cover Nathan Byrne. Now, we have seen uh, a million times at this point, Nathan Byrne inverting the inverted fullback into the five, the two banks of five system that we talk about all the time. Nathan Byrne inverts. He gets too far up the field and Brecht is full speed down that left wing into a defensive position shuttling out an attacking play from LA and we know LA is dangerous on the counter. <clears throat> so Brecht comes in and not only performs his winger responsibilities. Well, he also within, you know, I don't know how long exactly this guy's been here within a very short time of getting to train with the team. 
he is now covering that that space that previously we didn't see covered. I love Kerwin Vargas, great player. He does not cover the defensive space. He doesn't have the positioning to do so. I do think he has the speed. He'll get that with time. Brecht did it on day one. And on top of that, if you look at how effective we were on our right side, and maybe we'll talk about some of those players later, our right side was effective in firing. You know the reason for that? It's because they couldn't cheat to the right side. They had to respect Brecht. He was forcing them to stay on his side. And as a result, the right side had more room to go and play and be effective. I, I loved it. Brecht, I might accidentally have bought a jersey. I know, but I might, I might, I might. If he keeps playing like that, that might be my next Charlotte FC jersey. Uh, Jerson, I, I think I went pretty big there. How are you feeling on this? So I know that one of the things that I always had concern about at the beginning of the season um, from the first couple of games is that regardless of how many players we got up top, you know, we had Kopetti, Soderski, um, obviously Vargas, Joswiak. I always had an internal debate at how little creativity we had in offense. And it showed because we couldn't score goals. Um, there were games that we would attack, 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 and nothing was going in. Um, obviously, even like having Copetti in there, um, I know that sometimes it's hard to adjust like other players to play for one specific man. Um, but I always felt like we had we didn't have that creativity up there. And whenever he came in, I just know that like. But, you know, we've had this conversation before where I've I've spoken to you about how, like, I felt like we just needed that one player that brought that little magic, that brought that little creativity to help us up there. And with a couple of times that I've seen him play up there, like, it shows. Um, you, you you spoke earlier about how he was just going by players. And, yes, you know, he he's bringing something different to the game. Um, and a lot of our attacks did come from that left side. Uh, I think that... He's an exciting player, and I can only imagine what will happen, like, for example, whenever Copetti is fully fit, and then we have another asset to the attack, um, something else to bring to the table, because um, we, we've gotten a couple different players, Logan, and just, ima you know, just imagining, let's say, full health, we're good, the attack, I think, is going to be very lethal and very creative, and even, like, days where he does get tired can always pull back and bring back um Argus in um bring more legs bring more uh more stamina into the game i think that it shows the depth in our team but he he is definitely bringing something else to this team that we didn't have before yeah and i i like that he's an option right i like justin miram i think justin miram is technically a very high level player i, I think justin miram comes inside to the middle of the pitch and combines really well. And while Justin Miram can hold that space, he kind of likes to hold that higher up the pitch space. And Brecht just feels like somebody who wants to play on the midline and is going to blast forward at you. Mm -hmm. um, and he's not necessarily going to take that interior space quite as well, although we saw him a couple <coughs> times get to the inside and be very effective there. He, he just feels like all of the... He seems like he seems like a dad. He seems like a man playing playing in a team that has has often seemed like it had kids in those positions, right? Mm -hmm. And we saw Justin Miram and it was so transformational. And this feels like a different version of Justin Miram 
except this one does the defensive duties really well and runs back and supports that that overlap or that that uh, inversion from the fullback. So really interesting stuff from him. If I keep going, we might do a whole pod on just him and there are other people we want to talk to, talk about uh, and maybe even talk to. Who knows? Let's move along to your first crown. All right. So I would say that my first crown is honestly going to be the pretty easy, simple one. And I'm not going to take the one that you want to talk about. So I'm just going to talk about Karol Suderski. Um, I think he had an exceptional game. He did a couple of amazing passes. Um, I feel like he's, I, he obviously doesn't play like a, a natural nine. He plays kind of like a false nine um, in my perspective. And he does really well because the ball doesn't revolve around him. He looks to do those extra passes. He, truly, he looks to do all these crazy little um, plays like the one that I don't remember who exactly he passed it to, but he did a quick little flick back. Um, to with his right foot towards the left side of the the pitch that led to a cross, which I want to say is the one that led to Jalen's um, missed header. But even like little things like that, like he's not selfish and he's not just searching for that goal. He's he's looking to get a goal for the team, and it doesn't matter how it gets there, right? Yep. Um, and of course, he's been scoring goals. Like that's that's the the beautiful thing about it. Um, I think that he has definitely gotten accustomed to being in that role. Um, I'm really interested to see how it will be whenever Copetti does come back. And if Copetti comes back and is an immediate starter again, um, we'll see how the, it all transitions with all these different um, players taking all these different roles. But he has been just so exciting f- for a while now. You know, he's, he's made sure that he, even like from last year to this year, like he's, he's our standout player. And today just is one, just another game that proves it, regardless of whether he did or did not score a goal. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about Carroll potentially leaving Charlotte FC. Uh, you know, there was the the stuff that came out on Top Bin. Uh, he was linked to the club in Syria. It, there is some media stuff that happens in football where a player who is maybe a little bit out in the cold will end up on all of the media stuff. You know, like, oh, here's this player that we love and we want them to feel loved, but they're not starting. They're not getting minutes. Uh, maybe we just, like, use them on the... So they're the face of the club in media, so they feel like they're still a part of it. And I see worrying signs, just sort of the way things are interacting around Carol, that, that maybe he is pushing a little harder than we might have been told to to find a move. He He brought it today. I mean, yeah. like, I I want for the success of Charlotte FC, and and as a as a fan, you know, they say you don't get to choose your fandoms. Uh, we started out not as analysts for this team. We started out as fans of this team who were also analysts, and I want Charlotte FC to go win, but I also want Carol to win, and whether he wins in a Charlotte FC shirt or whether he is is pushing and and growing and using this opportunity to to go somewhere else i will be sad i i I personally think i'm now i'm on the train of i hope he stays but if whether this is him playing for a new position or whether this is him trying to show christian latanzio that he's irreplaceable he brought it and he looked alive and he looked like he did not care about anybody else on that pitch um, he didn't care about the refs. 
He didn't care about, uh, you know, if he got one ball wrong. The personality that I wanted to see from uh, from Andrew Privet, I saw from Carroll. And I think that's another player who I go out there and I say, this guy has the skill, he has the technique, he has the, the ability, he has the speed, he has everything in his locker that he needs to go be a personality, to go give the team depth and understanding and creativity. And so when he goes quiet, I get worried. He was not quiet today, holy crap. <laughs> so huge game from Carroll. His ability to turn and hit on the spin was great. He was taking shots first time. Uh, he was popping up in dangerous positions. He was pushing defenders off the ball. He was just being a nuisance. Uh, he got a yellow card for mouthing off to a ref, which from a striker, I actually don't hate. <laughs> I mean, from your captain, you don't want your captain doing that. <laughs> from a striker, every now and then, if it's every game, you got a problem. If it's one out of every five games, man, I don't, I don't mind if he's a little hot. Uh, so, so I think that was a really good day from, from Carroll. And for me, honestly, the, the worst part is that now it's a really good day that is going to be surrounded by questions of whether or not he's a Charlotte FC player. But either way, it, it was great to see. Uh, I, will, I will go into my next crown. And I am uh, a bit surprised because I don't know who, who you think I wanted to take. But I am going to take a deal to Melanda. Is that who you were thinking I was thinking? No. Wow. That's actually the one that I was going to pick. But you're going to make me switch it around. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. We, we, like to, we like to change it up <laughs> on you. Um, I'm going to take a deal to Melanda because this is a guy who I, I, almost, I almost rate this one like his, a deal to Melanda's stock. Because this is a player who came in and he was so high. Everybody loved to deal to Melanda. He just could not put a foot wrong. He was supported in the defense. We had one of the best defenses in the league at the time. He got injured. He came back. He's not been himself. He's been getting beat. He's been struggling in the duels uh, backwards. This LAFC team is a team that counterattacks really, really well. They want you to have the ball, right? And maybe we'll talk on Wednesday about how much of us having the ball for, I don't know, what was it, 70-something percent of this match? We had, a, we had the ball for a lot. How much of that possession was us earning it and how much was them giving it? But this is a team that wanted to put pressure on the center backs. They wanted those duels, right? They wanted to blast up the wings. They wanted to, to, ha to have their attackers fight our center backs. And you know who won every single time? Adil Samalanda. Mm -hmm. uh, they had a three on two where I am, if I was the coach of LAFC, I would have been pissed. I, I don't I don't want to say like this is like a deal some Melanda just winning everything and completely destroying a 3v2 where you know they had three attackers and we had two defenders but uh the attacker from LAFC leaves the ball a little short and a deal some Melanda sees it and pounces and cuts out a pass that 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 just snuffs out the life of the situation that was very dangerous and it's not just that he does that which I I like right because Ultimately, if that attacker hits the pass correctly, there's nothing a Dielsen can do. But it's what he does next, right? He immediately gets control of the ball. He looks up into the face of an on-running player and goes, hey, I'm not worried about you, buddy. Passes it right by him into a transition. Beautiful. From a very high-stress moment, a Dielsen Melanda goes, oh, they made a mistake. Bang. On it. My ball now. Control. I'm not gonna mis I'm not gonna make a mistake. We go again, up the field. Beautiful. He had he had the other one um, later in the game where they made a good cross and he did like a 
he like literally twisted his hips backwards from a full sprint to kick the ball behind and just a really, really good touch from him and awareness of, of where he could put that ball that wasn't going to continue to be dangerous. Uh, I think I've done the waxing lyrical thoughts on Adios Melanda. Yeah, I mean, you hit all the points. You stole my man, but it's okay. <laughs> you had your notepad over there with like, of I'm going to say all this stuff about Adios and Melanda. And I course. was like, ah, mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, uh, though. It's okay, though. At least he's getting his flowers. I think that you you hit all the marks. I think he did an amazing job. Um, in Even regardless of his injury this whole season, I feel like he's been that one center back that has never been like replaceable right yeah. um a lot of the 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 lineups have always been uh Milanda with this guy Milanda with that guy always switching that other person but he was regardless of, of his injury and his struggle coming back from that he has been the 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 person who Tanzio has trusted in that back line and to yesterday I was gonna say today but yesterday he he was just proving that once again and Great showing from him. Um, it makes me feel more confident about our back line, which we have had a rocky um, love-hate relationship with our back line all season long, uh, mainly because we couldn't find um, somebody who fit that role correctly. Uh, I thought you were going to say because we couldn't find our back line, which would have also been accurate. I mean, yes, that's actually very accurate. There's been a, You know, I still remember the day I, I paid tickets and everything. I went to see that, that Charlotte FC versus the Atlanta game, the first one at home. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, no, rough rough beginning <laughs> but no 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 I, yeah we've moved a lot from there <laughs> i i remember earlier in this season and we've had one good win against a very good team in lafc and we should celebrate like maybe we're going a bit overboard on the positivity people you know what we're fans the the post react is supposed to be about the joy and the feeling good or the feeling bad and right now i think we're feeling good uh we're gonna win the league obviously i mm -hmm. uh, this team, uh, I have not gotten joy out of a match from this team like that in a while. And I, you know, we, we joked not that long ago that we didn't understand why Christian Latanzio played a defensive line at all. Why didn't he just put four more attackers out there because we weren't going to defend. So to, to come up like this and, and have such a good game and have defenders play really well. So, so great for, for us. Screw them. I mean, not really. I want them to, to thrive and be great and all that stuff. But for us, for the fans, what a great game. All right, sorry, I've, I've gone off on a bit of a ramble there. What is your, uh, what's your next crown? Well, um, the person that I thought you were going to mention was actually going to be uh, Westwood. Which, oh, you know, right. Yeah, yeah, he definitely deserves it. <laughs> yeah, you see, you, we kind of forgot about him. Wow, you left. That's your man, too. That's crazy. But he had an exceptional game um, when... Obviously, he barely has bad games, but today he was definitely a standout player. He was, he was running everywhere. Of course, he he scored the first goal. Which, by the way, I never really view Westwood as a goal scorer. I know that he had that one shot outside the box a couple uh, of weeks back. This is only his second goal, so very shocking. But obviously, I'm super happy. Really good goal. And he he really knows how to be that player in the midfield that we need him to be. He knows where to send the balls, where to be at the right time. And yes, amazing game. I couldn't I couldn't really think. I'm sure that maybe there was one or, or two moments whenever he wasn't where he needed to be. But if that was the case, I didn't pay attention to those because his standout game was 
was there. He he's being that player that we need him to be, that leader in the field. Um, he's a veteran and he knows how to how to be a good veteran for us. And it's just an exciting. It was an exciting game to to see. Um, yeah, just a great leader in that midfield and the team in general. Yeah, I think that he really got the opportunity to shine based on the way LA set up. There will always be. Yeah, the other team gets to do tactics too. And uh, this time, I think they did the wrong tactic. <clears throat> I think that uh, when we went into this game, I said, uh, Ashley Westwood, your death will not be in vain. Because I think that the team is kind of killing him by moving him to the six. But I think it's for a good reason. I think that he can and, and is probably the best person to play that role. If we need a distributor from that place, which he is... I think he is learning and mastering the defensive elements, and I think it's going to suck for him. Like, just if it was me and I was Ashley Westwood, I would be like, I'm kind of in the twilight of my career. Why am I having to learn this new position for something I don't particularly love? Um, but he's the captain, and you know what? He's stepping up, and he's doing it. And if you want a role model, look at this guy who's being played out of position, who's being told all of your superpowers, we want you to make the second thing that you do. Right, we want you to use your superpowers when it's when everything lines up, and instead of that, we want you to run really, really, really hard, and we want you to chase down defensive problems and put out fires. Right, Ashley Westwood is not in a position where he would inherently succeed without a lot of practice in that position right now, but that is the position where Ashley Westwood lifts the team the highest, and. I think today we got to see what happens when he gets a little bit more freedom to focus on moving the ball forward and, and flitting through lines and almost playing that number eight role, but from the number six because of the lack of pressure that was laid on by LAFC. LAFC let him be the captain, and wow, he was the captain. And the that touch, mm, you can't see the video uh, if through the podcast, but the chef's the chef's kiss level of touch. We've had four or five of those this season from various people. Carol's had a couple. Ashley has now had one, and then obviously pulling up the strong strong uh, shirt after the goal. Love to see it. I absolutely think he deserves a crown. I think he was probably the best rated player on the night. Um, I don't know whether he was the man of the match. Did he get man of the match? I think they. Maybe no. Let me hold on. Uh, I mean, uh, no, use... it's not immediately critical. Uh, oh, he he was probably my man of the match, and that's what matters. Um, let's let's move ahead here because we have now talked about quite a few of the players. And Jerson, what is going to be your uh, your your two sentences to take us home? Give us your your story of the game. Oh man, um, two sentences. That's okay. Woo woo. Yeah. Okay. I you, think you can't ramble. I think that it's exciting that we don't have a set starting lineup. <laughs> hey, hey, that Why? is a good one. Why? Because we always have that surprise, the element of surprise. That that is a good one. Uh, that we don't have a set starting lineup. Uh, my my thoughts to take us home are going to be that I really really enjoyed seeing a team that used both sides of the field. The left side was active enough that it bought space for the right side. And then when they went to cover the right side, it left space active for the left side. And 
Some of that is on the way LAFC set up, but some of that is on the way Charlotte FC played. And I really enjoy seeing a team that was able to take to make use of the whole width of the pitch. On that note, uh, we are going to go ahead and wrap it up, and we will try and get this guys uh, get this out to you guys as quickly as possible. If you have decided to spend your time with us, we love you. If you want to follow us online, you can find us on Instagram at the underscore crown underscore cast. You can find us on Twitter at the underscore crown cast or on X. I've been told I have to call it X. I don't know why. Um, the person who told me wasn't even a lawyer. So maybe I don't need to listen to them. Uh, that's it. We are going to wrap it up and we will talk to you about this one on Wednesday. Goodbye. Queen City Podcast Network.com.